But when we come to Christ, we give him everything. And you know, it's God's great love that goes through and the things that don't benefit the kingdom of God, he removes. Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler, pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, we're going through his series called Close Encounters with Jesus. So, get ready to follow along in your Bible as we join Pastor Mike. Have you ever tried to do something that, like, you really wanted to do it, but you weren't cut out to do it? That's what happens sometimes. Well, here's the thing. I believe true wisdom, and I believe true godly reality comes, first of all, when we accept Christ as our Savior. That's really important. Because that, the Bible says, we pass from death unto life. But then God goes through with us and helps us look at what we're good at doing. What the gifts God's given you. He's got God's given you all gifts. Do you know some people, they say that, that they have tried everything they can do, and they couldn't be a socialite if they wanted to be. You know what I mean by a socialite? Somebody that just has that gift to be able to walk up to somebody they don't even know and start talking to them. Well, that'd scare most of us to death, wouldn't it? But, you know, they do that. They don't even think twice about it. Hey, man, how are you doing? We usually call them salesmen. Whether they're selling cars or something else, they, 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 they're just really people people. You know what I mean? How do you do that? Well, do you go to school when you see somebody walk up and say, hi, I like your tie. No, you know, you, you, just, you just walk up and they're just who they are. Those are gifts that God gives. Now, here's the point. What about if we took a good inventory of our personal lives? Now that I'm a child of God, and I realize that all good things come down from the Father of lights, what if I use those talents, abilities, resources to further the kingdom of God rather than myself? That's what the story's about. He commended the servant because he used what he had while he had it. Think about that for a minute. You may not always have what you have today to use for the kingdom of God. Here's the point. It might even be people. Well, I'll talk to that people, a person about the Lord someday. You know, they, they're, 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 they're a good person, but they're lost. They kind of go from one thrill to the other. They bump around. They just don't really know what they're doing. Well, I'll tell them about Jesus tomorrow. And then you read where they got killed. I remember a story that happened to me, and I I don't share this very often. In fact, I've only probably shared it two or three times in my life. But I remember two or three o'clock in the morning, I got a knock on the door. And um, it it, it grieves me to share this with you. It really does, because I, I still can see it. I still can see this guy. And I remember he knocked on my door about three o'clock in the morning. I wasn't a pastor then. I was just a, a dude. 
And he knocks on my door and he goes, hey, uh, I need you to come down and, and pull my truck out of the, out of the mud. I, I, got, I got trapped out here in the, in the lawn and I just need you to... And I go, just come back tomorrow and I'll, I'll help you then. Well, he decided he didn't want to wait, so he went down. He worked for a sign company. And he just worked there for a couple of weeks. And, and, and so he went and, 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 and got into the building of the sign company. And he stole one of the sign company trucks, the, the truck with the winch on it, to the, with the hook to like lift the signs up and set them. Well, what he was going to do is he was going to hook that on his truck and then drag it out. Well, he didn't really know what he was doing. It was raining. And he ran the boom up, but instead of running the boom up and out, he ran it up and then down. In the process, hooking into the high-tension power wire. And when he got out of the truck, he fried right into the ground. And I noticed about four or five in the morning that the power went off and it was very cold. And I called the power company and I said, hey, I said, uh, how about turning the electricity back on? And they said, well, uh, we will as quickly as we can. We've had, a, we've had a serious accident. And I said, oh, okay. So I piled on some more blankets and the grisly details began to unwind later that morning when they found this kid and he literally burned right into the ground. When he got out of the truck, the hook being hooked into the high tension wire when he stepped off of the truck, he completed the circuit and all the electricity went right with him. And I remember this kid and I remember looking at him in the rain and coming down. And I remember the Lord speaking to me saying, you know, you, you need to share to this boy about me. And I remember what I said. I said, Lord, I'll do it tomorrow. But for him, tomorrow never came. It's one of those things you, you think about. And I don't know what his last thoughts were, and, and I'm certainly sure God could have communicated to him in another way. But, you know, it's funny. We may not always have the opportunity to do tomorrow what we can do today. And that's what this story is about. Taking good inventory of your life and saying, Lord, these belong to you. You know, when I come to Christ, I don't want to just come to Christ and say, oh, God, you know, I got this ability. You can have this one. Oh, no, no, this one. I'm keeping this one for myself. But when we come to Christ, we give him everything. And you know, it's God's great love that goes through and the things that don't benefit the kingdom of God, he removes. I remember one year, uh, years ago at church, we uh, sometimes would go out to church afterwards. And, and I remember setting my back was to some of the kids from church. And this one kid was a heavy drug into drugs and all. And he, he, he I, I remember my back sending to him and I could hear him talking. And he said, well, I, I got saved and I was a drug dealer and I know God didn't want me dealing drugs. So I stopped dealing drugs. Then I was broke. He goes, then we had a baptism and my contacts washed out of my eyes. Uh, then I was blind and broke. He said, but you know, I, I got a job now and I got glasses. And so I'm doing a lot better. And I remember hearing that, realizing that, again, God takes out of our life, puts into our life, uses what we have when we take good inventory. That's why, again, I've shared this many times, being thankful for what God has done in your life. Why is that? Because thankfulness requires us to take inventory. 
and we've shared this too. If you're not thankful for what you have, you won't be thankful for what you get. Using those resources for God. So the master commended the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly. And then he said this, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. This is kind of a sad indictment, isn't it, friends? Where he's saying sometimes the world is smarter than the the children of light who should be smarter. Why is that? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons. One, I think that that self-preservation thing that is in a person that's not born again, they're always looking for an edge. But when we become born again, we know that Jesus takes care of us. Heaven is mine. I no longer have to worry about that. And I can get real lazy. And I think that Jesus here is saying, never forget whether you're born again or not, the resources that you have. The second thing he says, I say to you, make friends for yourself. Now he's saying we need to make friends by unrighteous wealth. Uh, mammon just simply means unrighteous money. Money that's going to fade away, these kinds of things. Make for yourselves friends. That when you fail, and there's a lot of d- discussion on this particular verse, when you fail, whether it means you die, that they may receive you into everlasting habitations or a place to live. Now you say, well, what is that about? Well, I, all I can tell you is what I think it says. He says, make for yourselves friends, that when you do get into tough times, you're going to have friends to rely on. When you stop to think that all things don't remain the way that they are, you need to make friends now. Make friends. Use the resources. Use the gifts that God has given you to make friends. And that way, when your time of lackness comes, you'll have friends that will help you. Verse 10, he who is faithful in least is faithful also in much. Why is that? Because it's a lifestyle, friends. If you're resourceful with the little you have, what does the Bible say here? He is going, he's going to be faithful in much. But he who is unjust in what is least, he'll be unjust also in much. Therefore, If you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, just common money that we all have, who will then trust to you true riches? I like this. This to me is not some kind of Tony Lama uh, motivational speaking. This is simply what the Bible says. If you're lazy in a little, you're going to be lazy in a lot. If you're good in what you have, more is going to be given unto you. This is what the Bible says. And if you've not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you then what is your own? No servant can serve two masters. Either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money, the power that money brings. You see, money's a tool. Use it wisely. Take an account. See what you're doing with it. Use it for furthering the kingdom of God. And just like this unjust steward was, where he was using his position to further himself, Jesus is saying, well, that's the way the children of this world are. The children of light need to be smarter. Use your resources 
to further the kingdom of God. How is that? Well, think about things. God, how can I use this for your kingdom? Whatever it might be. I'm not talking about taking up another offering right now. Talking about really, how do we use what we have to do a better job for our family and for the kingdom of God? I think that's really good. How many hours, years do we spend chasing our tail for things that don't matter? And God says, here, I want to do something brand new in your life. Because you're my child, I'm going to give you supernatural wisdom, supernatural gifts to be about my kingdom. I like that. Some of you are really good at organizational skills. That can be used here in the church. Some of you are really great at organization. <laughs> that, uh, use that for the kingdom of God. Some of you guys are really smart. Girls are really smart with financial matters. All these things, these all can be used to help each other and to further the kingdom of God. If you're not a Christian here today, a couple of problems you have. One, you're living for yourself. The Bible says you can gain the whole world and lose your own soul. What does it profit you? There's no U-Hauls behind hearses. There's no, there's no taking all this junk with us into the afterlife. So then what do we do then with what we have? Well, the Bible says a smart man, a wise man, sees trouble coming and prepares for it. What trouble might be in your life if you're not a Christian? Hmm. Death may be a, probably a real one. Again, we don't know. We're not promised tomorrow. Some of the people that that we, we think are almost immortal. We read in the newspapers that they die. Why is that? Well, because everything changes. Are you prepared for the change ahead? That's my question for you today. If you're a Christian, I would just invite you, first of all, take an inventory of what you have. What do I have, God? What's my talents, abilities, resources that I can use for your kingdom? If you're not a Christian here today, you're on thin ice. And here's why. You're not promised tomorrow. You see, for a Christian, if we die, the Bible says Jesus forgave our sins. What keeps a person out of heaven? The Bible says our sin. Now, sinning doesn't make you a sinner, okay? Sinning proves what we are. <laughs> we have a natural bend to be, you, know, you look at your kids, can't you just be good? Nah, you know, that's just the way they are. Why is that? Because it's not within man to live righteously. We need a new nature. Jesus said to Nicodemus, marvel not that I say to you, you must be born again. What does that mean? He said, do I got to get back at my mom? No, Jesus said, you need to be born of the spirit. There's something dead that happened in the garden a long time ago that we inherited through all of human nature. And God wants to put back in you this reestablish phone line to God to hear his voice, to live life the way it was supposed to be lived. That's what God wants to do. That's what being born again is. We ask God to come into our life, forgive our sins, reestablishing the phone line, and then we can be about our dad's business for that which lasts forever, which never changes. You see, that's what's good. So you trade something you can't keep for something you will never lose. That's only God's economics, friends. It doesn't happen anywhere else. Letting God be God this morning. If you're not born again, I want to invite you to consider Jesus. 
Think about the resources that he's given you already. You know, the Bible says, knowing this, it's the goodness of God that causes a man to repent. I think when we really stop and take an inventory, we think about what we have and we go, who do I thank? Pure luck. Really? Or do you think you were divinely made? You see, this is one of the great lies of the whole evolutionary process, that you're a cosmic mistake. Lightning hit a swamp, a bunch of squiggly things happened. And, and, and throw a couple billion years in there, and here we all are. Well, when you stop to realize what the Bible says, that you were divinely created, there are no transitory life forms, living or dead, no fossil records, nothing living, of giraffes turning into horses, or whichever way you want to go. You're divinely made. And because we're divinely made, God has a divine purpose for you this morning. If you've never asked Christ into your life, I would like to invite you today to consider that. Move from a world that is temporary into a world that's eternal. A world that's going to fail to one that never will. That's what the Bible says. Your name is written in the book of life. You become Jesus' own. You see, that's why he came to this earth, died on the cross, so that you could be forgiven. Isn't it nice to know you don't go to heaven because you're good? We go to heaven because God's good. And the Bible says we wrap ourselves in his righteousness. This morning, I want to invite you to wrap yourself in God's righteousness. And when you're wrapped in his righteousness, I want you then to think about what he's entrusted you with. Do you know, as he says here, if you've been unfaithful in the little, you're going to be unfaithful in much. But if you're faithful in the little, more will be given unto you. This morning, I just want to invite you. Let your life reflect the glory of God. That's what God wants. You're going to be the one that is blessed. That's the way God works. This morning, if you've never asked Christ into your life, we're going to pray. And you can ask Jesus to come into your life. And it's simple. You know, it's really kind of uh, not a complicated process. It's where we say, you know, I don't want another 50 years, 20 years, 10 years, 5 years, like I've just had. I want something new in my life. I'm tired of the temporary. I'm tired of the, the fad to fad life that I've lived. I don't want to do that anymore. From this day forward, I commit my life in your hands. The Bible says, if you will do that, God will come into your life. He'll change you. The Bible says you pass from death into life. And then once you're a Christian, you just say, okay, God, here's my life. Thank you for what you've given me. How may I use these things for your kingdom? You're honest. You're open. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God will show you how to do that. That's one of the great things about a fellowship of believers, is that we use the resources that God's given us to further the kingdom. Oh, we could use those, those gifts to further ourselves. You know, I think about our musicians, and you know, they could be out playing in bars on Friday night, making a couple extra hundred bucks a week. But instead, they don't do that. They're, they're here using their gifts to lead us in worship. You, you think about the, the people that, that, that have these gifts. Use them for the kingdom of God. You, in turn, will be blessed forever. That's the good news. If you've never received Christ, we're going to pray. This is what I did when I was a kid. God's been faithful all those years. You pray. God will do as you ask. Let's pray together. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I invite you into my life today. From this day forward, I want to live for you. I believe you died on the cross for me. Your blood covered my sins. 
And so now fill me with your Holy Spirit. Empower me to be about your business. Thank you for writing my name in your book of life. That I can spend eternity with you. And so now I commit my life into your hands. In Jesus' name. Amen. Begins with a prayer. God just shows you your whole life. His goodness. Let him do what he wants to do. You're going to be the blessed one in the long run. If you don't have a Bible, I'll give you one. I'd like to, uh, I got a couple of DVDs. Uh, even if you're a Christian, you don't have these. It's uh, God of Wonders, uh, which shows how God made everything. And if God made everything, he made you, and it has a reason for you too. And then Evolution versus God. A very, very good DVD uh, to, uh, to use for evangelism. I, I believe so important in these days. And a little book called Time to Grow. We'll have a baptism. You can talk to Esther and get on the, the list. And we'll have our baptism pretty soon. The last baptism we had about 15 people. And so you can be on that. And let God do what he wants to do in your life. He will. Because he loves you. Again, being thankful. Lord, thank you for what you've given me. How may I use it for you? Something that may seem useless in God's hands is always valuable. Father, for every person here today, every person listening around the world, we ask you now that your Holy Spirit would quicken our hearts to those things that you've put in our lives, the positions that we're in today that we may not be in tomorrow, realizing how the world changes all the time. May we live our lives for you today, and may you cause us to grow in your love and in your spirit. Father, may may we be aware of how you blessed us, that through those blessings, we can bless others. We thank you, and we love you for what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us on It's Time, as Pastor Mike teaches verse-by-verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening. And tune in next time for It's Time.